Anyways, how about some good news, all right? But first this verse. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 14. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who should live, those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Um, there's all kinds of ways that we can no longer live for ourselves. I just talked about a few of it. I want you to show some examples of what's happening in the Supreme Court. Um, and uh, good, look at that. So you remember this this case, Coach Kennedy? A few, few years back, he was a coach of the Bremerton football team. Um, and he regularly went out the 50-yard line after a game and just prayed. And bunches bunch of this other teammates, uh, some from both teams, would come and join him many times. And and then when it was no longer politically acceptable with uh, those who anti-religious folks, uh, they shut him down and, and the school uh, district uh, fired him. And, of course, a whole battle ensued. And then just recently um, he, uh, I think it was uh, the end of June, um, declared um, that he... Uh, they, they wronged him and they hired him back and now he's going to play. He's coaching the team and this September 1st is their first game and so he's going to be kneeling on the, after the game and praying. And there's, been, there's an invitation across the nation, let's join him, you know. And uh, af- go, go to your local football team, you know, high school if you want, maybe your college, whatever, but... but um, um, to do that, I, I, I don't, now, let me just temper that here in Deer Park. I don't know anybody well enough on the, the Deer Park football team or athletic department to just go and, and put myself in the middle of that field. I would like to see something organic happen right there from, from those who are involved in that, all right? It, to me, it would be presumptuous to just, like, step on there. Um, but there are those I, uh, who should. So I, maybe you know some someone who's in, on a football on the football team or or, or there I mean, they find a Christian. I don't know. I don't want to. I want something to be sincere, right? A sincere expression, not some kind of thing. Anyway, so that's good. But I want you to know something. This was significant. I I, I sent everybody an email uh, with um, with a connection to the First Liberty Institute. Um, if you didn't get it, let me know. But in this decision, the Supreme Court decided uh, uh, in Coach Joe's uh, favor, uh, what they overturned was the Lemon case. Um, and the actual case was um, Lemon versus Kurtzman in 1971. This is the same Supreme Court that made the uh, decision about Roe v. Wade, uh, which has been overwhelmingly agreed that the Roe v. Wade decision was the most poorly decided decision of the Supreme Court's history. Uh, no precedent whatsoever, anyway, to try to find in the Constitution a right for a woman to take the baby, the life of the baby in her womb. And, uh, and it, it didn't belong in the courts. And so, and that. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some water. <clears throat> 
Again, what is this? This is a man of faith, loves God, and was just doing something simple. He wasn't like beating people down with, with Bibles or throwing tracts in their face or holding up signs, repent, you're going to hell. He just was walking out his faith. Yeah, I'm sure he was, he's a former Marine, if there is such a thing, right? And, uh, um, and then he determined he was going to honor God after every, every game. So you, you imagine how he coached the, the team as well. And, and that's all he did. And, and he, got, he got fired for it. Anyways, in, in the end, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good, and actually overturned this lemon case back in 71 that, that where the Supreme Court said, oh, that separation clause, which is there is no such thing, uh, but that anything religious uh, has to be removed if it's a government thing. That was totally wrong. And that's what, this, what, what, the, what this, the, the Supreme Court overturned was even that. And so, once again, you know what? Now, you can have the Ten Commandments displayed in our schools again. You can have prayers at school board meetings and city council meetings, which we have here uh, now. And you can, it's okay to have a nativity scene out in front of city hall. People cannot just say, oh, I, I, I'm... I'm offended by that. No, if sorry, you you don't have a right to that. That's uh, the, the whole the whole idea that the government cannot censor private religious expression, but even more so uh, that the, the rights of teachers and coaches and the employees all across America can pray in on a public school campus. However, it's been so many years. That's going to be um, now. You know, people got to wake up and realize what what really is there. How about this? The Brandenburg case. This is a few a couple years ago, but this 100 year old World War One cross memorial statue. It's it's I don't know how tall it is. It's super tall. Um, well, there was you know some uh, the American Humanist, Humanist Association was offended that it was a cross, and because of the Lemon case. Likewise, they had president like said, "Well, it offends me; should be taken down because separation of church and state." And um, um, but that was overturned as well um, by the Supreme Court. He says, "This is a landmark victory for religious freedom. The days of illegitimately weaponizing the establishment clause and attacking religious sim- symbols in public are over." He goes on, Kelly Shackelford of the of the First Liberty. He says, our founders would have been appalled at this attempt to make the government hostile to our religious heritage, history, and symbols. That's what you can't deny. America, it's our part of our heritage and our history and our symbols, these are our, uh, religious faith. Not, you don't have to be a Christian to honor the fact that this nation was founded on biblical principles. You, you can't separate Christianity from the founding and the, and the foundation of this nation. Um, and he just finished off, says, the attempted perversion of our Constitution is now over. And he says this, every American now has more freedom than we have had in decades with the government no longer hostile to people or expressions of faith. Now, I would, have, I, I, I would say on a constitutional level, they're not hostile, but I would not say they're not hostile, right? Those who still want to silence and, uh, and eradicate Christianity, um, uh, but the decision simply affirmed that the First Amendment allows the government to acknowledge the value and the importance of religion. And that's all this is, um, just acknowledging the, the value and the importance of religion. And, it, and, and understand, remember, it was 
a Christ-centered, a, a biblically-founded uh, men who crafted a constitution whose faith was was really heavily weighted in Christ as as the Messiah and God as as King and the Bible as the Word of God, and yet they created a, a, a government, a, a you know, a government or a, a society in which even atheists would be safe. You switch that and make a make a, a society built by atheists. You could call that communism and socialism and fascism, and you have no freedoms. All right, so that should tell you something. That to, what what a wonderful thing this is. Here's something else, Marianne. Uh, uh, I don't sure how you say your, her name, Sousas. Um, this was a few couple of years ago, but. Um, she, uh, I, I, I meant to find out what state it was in, but um, back in, in 2013, police officers came into her house uh, of a apparent noise disturbance complaint for the neighbors and told her she had to stop praying or they'd take her to jail. And um, uh, literally, uh, and she said no. And um, um, the fact that the, 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 the 10th Circuit um, Court of Appeals agreed with the policeman. And it was the Supreme Court that had to step in and say, whoa, wait a minute. You have, you have the freedom to pray in your own house, even if you're making some noise. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure she wasn't making noise like some people do in their cars when they come down and your windows shake, you know. All right? But, um, yeah. So it was a 9-0 decision, too, by the Supreme Court. So, so that was pretty good. Here's, here's another one. Uh, Gerald Groff, he was forced to quit his job as a postal car- car- uh, carrier uh, uh, because he wouldn't work on, on Sundays. The, the backstory story is when he got hired, he, he, he went to, for the USPS because they didn't work on Sundays. And he was a Christian. All right? Well, then the post office started delivering packages for Amazon on Sunday. And he, he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't, I'm a Christian. And they initially honored that. And then, if I, then they said, we don't care. They started scheduling him to work on Sunday. He says, I can't work on Sunday. You said I, you already agreed, and I won't. He said, no, choose it. Your job or your faith. And they fired him. But uh, he won in the end. Right? He's standing up. See, to be humble and meek as a Christian does, does not make you a doormat. Right? It keeps you humble in the right perspective, that you know that he is God and you're not, but also that you have God-given rights and, and you are in a nation in which you have been the, given the authority and responsibility to stand up for them. Because you know what? You're not just standing up for yourself, are you? None of these cases were just set them free. It, it's for everyone. The, the Joe Kennedy, especially when the, like, they called it a monumental case of you know, all these uh, across the nation. This last one here. Um, uh, in Maine, they had uh, passed a law that banned families from sending their children to religious schools. You, you, you couldn't... They, they had this program where, where they could um, help, uh, help you pay the private school funds. But if you're going to religious school, no, sorry, you can't go there. And so they took that to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, oh, that's... that's that is a, uh, it was the Carson versus Macon case. 
Um, so that's discrimination against religion. It, it can't stand. Um, and so a victory in this case means now that there's greater freedom for families nationwide as they choose the best schools for their children and restored rights for, for religious schools. Um, that's, um, that's huge, and that's why another thing should be that school choice should be a, um, a very important thing. But these are all people of faith who just wanted to live out their faith the political system came after them and tried to shut them down. But nobody would accuse them of getting political, or would they? No. They said, no, 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 no. This, you can't do this to me. Um, uh, if you write down a, a name, I don't know how many are familiar with Pastor Gary Hamrick, uh, Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia, huge church, a mega church, I'm sure. But he, he connects with uh, a lot of the pastors that I uh, have enjoyed, uh, being Pastor Rob McCoy, uh, Charlie Kirk, of course, um, uh, Jack Hibbs, um, and that whole group, uh, being the ones that are not afraid to stand up and, and speak to the issue uh, um, of today. And uh, we don't have time for it. It was shared, this is what you shared, what Dick shared with us. Uh, that the message, of tr- the transing, he, he called it a biblical response to the transing of America. He did this on June 4th, and you could find it on, on YouTube or Rumble, um, and I would, I would really encourage you to, to watch it. Um, it's about 54 minutes, and, but um, I want uh, to understand in this concept that that, that that he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. These, these things are so significant because it's, as we're standing for faith, we're doing more than just winning the, the right to come into a church building and sing songs and, he, and pray and hear a sermon. These people... Actually, as they stood and didn't just bow and, and, or were intimidated, actually birthed freedom for, for people all across this nation. Amen? Because they were willing to go through the heart. This didn't happen like they didn't get, he didn't, like the, uh, the, uh, this um, Groff guy, he didn't get just ferry, uh, fired on Sunday and then got rehired two weeks later. We're talking years of a process, a very hard and, and difficult process, financially uh, straining. But, but he stood and, and um, stood up for what was right, and it brought freedom for many people. And, when, and, and quite frankly, why does America need to be saved? So we have more time to freely preach the gospel here and send it around the world. Amen? And we do that in all these different ways of standing up for these kind of things that, that we know that are wrong. And that so many do not want uh, the church and, and Christians to, to go forward whatsoever. Uh, I, um, the, Stevens County, the South Stevens County Times just came out. And I wrote my article. Um, is There's a bunch of copies out there if you want. Um, but last month I talked about separating church and state and the fallacy of that. And so, I, but today this one is about I just called it separation of church and state epilogue. 
Because you know about the, the referendum 101 that was, uh, we had the, the, the uh, signature sheets here. We were a, a drop-off and pickup center here and, um, for these things. And it was all in an effort to just ask, let the people of Washington State decide whether this really egregious in, in, intervention in family lives of SB 5599 uh, should be law or not, where the governor and all of the people uh, elected in office with his party, every one of them in lockstep voted for to, to make parents be the, the dangerous one to their kids, not the schools, that somehow it's okay uh, if, if a child... Uh, is confused and the boy thinks he's a girl or the or a young girl, God forbid, is 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 pregnant and the, the parents don't want to give her abortion. The parents don't want the boy to start transition into a girl that and, and that child can run away and to even talk to somebody at school or someone else and boom they go in the in, in the states uh sheltering are harbored away and, and, and cut off from their parents, and then the state agencies begin to lead them down these horrible, destructive things. Um, uh, and the parents have no say. That is, that's the law right now in Washington State. That's horrible. That's demonic. And that an entire political party in office could all vote for that, that same thing, not one dissent. This should be disturbing. I should awaken us to this is not just a political battle. This is spiritual warfare. And it is a demonic stronghold. And we could get into the difference between those two parties. And quite frankly, they both got problems. But one has got some serious demonic element that infiltrated it and brings out brings these kind of things. And I'm not, I'm not campaigning for any political party. But this is what happened right here. They needed a minimum of 162,000 signatures on this R101 petition for it to go to the, to the ballot in November. Um, really, they needed about 200,000 to make it, you know, for the error gap, you know, because some, some names would fall off, some wouldn't be, you know, right, but th- that would be a good cushion, so they would definitely have at least 162,000 names. But they fell short by 5,000 of that, 5,000 in, six, in a six-week period Now, uh, of the 162. But they actually needed about closer to 200,000, so about 40,000 short. But, but what if they got 20,000? This, this is the truth. The fact is many churches in this area refused or, or just stalled at letting those petitions be in their churches for weeks. And then we get the first week in, um, in July, the South Stevens County Times comes out. And on right inside on top of page three, there's an announcement about R101. There's only like two weeks left, not even, if barely that left to get signed. All of a sudden, we got people calling here because it said in there, we're a pickup place. Hey, we just heard about this. He says, what do you mean? We've had these things for four weeks. And they're calling, Christians calling from churches in that, right around this area. And they just heard about it. And they're running down here to try and sign them and sign them and some picking them up. 
We're just talking Spokane County now. I know of four, I have the names, I won't say what they are, but 14 churches in Spokane County that refused to allow those petitions to be put in their church, period. Even their foyer. And some of them, their attendance is in the four, four figures. You'd know them if I told you what they were. And there's at least twice as many members of just those 14 churches, if not more than was needed to make up just that 5,000 in Spokane County alone. There are 39 counties in Washington State. So what, what fear has grip, gripped the church? That somehow we believe a lie, that somehow your faith is irrelevant. Just be quiet. Don't talk about politics. What do you mean? Talk, I'm talking about Righteousness. I'm talking about the lives of little children. Their minds are being polluted as they're being indoctrinated into a destructive, hellish delusion. And I am fed up. I was reading, again, this one one magazine just hit me, a lot of things. This one guy was saying, we can't, we, as pastors, we, we can't get, chase people away when we get into political things. But we have to redeem the terminology. It's like the way you shut down white people, especially white conservative men, you call them racist. Right? And what does that do? If you take the bait, you get defensive. And that's what they want. God, make us innocent as doves, but as shrewd as serpents. The Bible says that, right? That don't take the bait. Understand, there's, there, are, there are those who have, have defined terms in such a way to put you and I on defensive like... Christian nationalism. What in the world is that? Except that I love Jesus and I love my nation in that order. So amen, call me. Yeah, right? But if I have ever addressed any issues, it's not about getting political. I want to take, even from the title of Pastor Gary Hamrick's message two months ago, he says, it's a biblical response to the transient of America. We are not getting political. We are giving a biblical response to what's happening out there. And that's what they need. What's lacking in these children's lives is the truth that will set them free, that will lead them out of the confusion and lead them to the God who created them for a wonderful purpose. Right? We need to give a biblical response in whatever way we can. They, these gave a biblical response uh, in, in, in standing up for the things that they were trying to be taken away from them. Whatever that looks like. But it's just appalling to think that in these 14 churches, and I will say that these 14 churches are probably 
they all are would be evangelical. Um, I don't know, uh, charismatic at all, but whatever. But Bible believing, preaching Jesus, to get saved. I'm not not for a minute to say that they should be condemned for not preaching that message. I, I believe that that's going out. But for at some reason, it didn't seem serious enough. Um, where when children. Are, are, are able to be taken away from their parents and drug off into a transgendering uh, uh, journey that wasn't evil enough to bring it up in, in their ch- church service, let their people know, or even have it in the foyer. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, maybe you've heard of him, he said, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. And God will not hold us guiltless. Not all of serving Jesus is about preaching John 3.16. In fact, if you're going to make a disciple, you're going to have to deal with all area of life. How does the Bible apply to every area of your life? That's discipleship, right? Learning how it... How does it... How does it Apply to, you know, my, where I'm at, at my job. How does it apply with a guy who wants to um, encroach on our, 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 our common boundary, you know? How does, it, how does it deal with, you know, school issues and, and taxes? How does, how does uh, being a follower of Christ, walking in the Word of God, how does this apply to these dregs queen story hours? You know, there's a, a group in, in Spokane County that, again, the, these groups that I'm connected with there, they, uh, you heard of Brave Books? Yeah. Brave Books, right? Uh, Kirk Cameron uh, wrote a one, uh, but Brave Books is not his group, but, but they've got some really good children's books that teach morals and, and good principles, biblical principles, and really good stories. Well, there are are people, and some of them are candidates in Spokane County for some of the offices, who are um, signing up to read these brave books to kids in the public libraries. And just this, like, I think just this weekend was a, a time. Well, what if, what if we started doing that? Instead of being so reactionary, why don't we be proactive, right? And bring, right here in Deer Park, we've got a, public, a library right here. Maybe, maybe we could, some of you ladies would like to... to to say, hey, we'd like to have a story hour. Do you have a story hour? You know, and bring some of these brave books and 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 be the light, right? Um, and and these kind of things. And um, and I, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, this idea of we want a safe church. This one, one the, this one article ended. Uh, with this one guy saying these pastors don't 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 get into the political things, he says I want you to lean in, lean hard onto Jesus and and steer away from the political divisive issues. Again, they're not political; they're cultural. They're they're moral. They're righteousness versus wickedness, right and wrong, good and evil. It's, that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about uh, something like. Uh, what the tax rate should be or different ways to, you know, on those, those kind of, we can, we can have discussions about different ways to, to deal with um, um, a little bit more of this on the left, a little more on the right. We're, not ta- we're talking light and darkness here. And, uh, and so going on here in 2 Corinthians, 
I just wind this up. It says that he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though what we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. We're not looking people like, like, like we used to. We're seeing our, our role in this world different. Amen? Because what, what is, you know, um, it's um, repent and be baptized, right? That's the message, right? Um, in Acts chapter 2, Peter's uh, message to them was repent and be baptized, right? And then and you receive the Holy Spirit. But water baptism is what? It doesn't save you, right? But it is, it is a demonstration of what's really happened, that when we go under the water in water baptism, it symbolizes that I have literally died to myself. Tim White has died, meaning that the sinful nature and desires that, were, that, that are in Tim White, they died, and, and, the, and my purpose for living for myself has died. And now when I come back, I am now alive, but the only way I can be alive is if Christ's Spirit comes inside of me, and now His Spirit is in me, and now then whose, whose will do I want to live for? Whose purposes do, should I be wanting to, 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 to uh, guide my life and, and fulfill? It's His now. Because I already died. This is what it means to be a Christian. But we've got so, many, so much safe church going on, so much devotional type of Christianity that we just go there to get a warm, fuzzy feeling and, and, and maybe put our, our, our mission t- uh, uh, fee in, in, the, in the bag as it comes by, you know, and then go home and, and feel fine. And our life never changes. We make no difference where we're living. That's not the church Jesus died for. that he might have people who know how to live dead where he lives through us in whatever it is nobody's going to be the same not everybody's going to be preaching not everybody's going to go off to foreign countries not everybody's going to be doing this and that but God has something for all of us amen, amen. with what you have right now in your life what's in your hand so to speak it's yours and he wants to empower that that you die, have died to yourself, and now, all right, now this, all right, God, what is it? It might just be a few children, you know? Listen, a stay-at-home mom, you are employed. Just out, right? You, you, you've got a full-time job. You've got a very important job. Uh, probably, probably the most important job. Because uh, you're shaping a generation, be it one or be it many. He goes on, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. A new creation, what? What's the, what's the purpose of the new creation? Verse 18, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We're not just a new creation. We have a whole new job title. Right? Though he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He wants us that God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ, not counting men's sins against them. Aren't you glad? Some are. Are you glad about that? Yeah. That he hasn't counted your sins against you. And he did the work to reconcile you to, your, to himself. We didn't come to him and beg. He came to us and gave his life. What a wonderful message we have. 
For all those young children that are confused about who they are and their identity and those middle-aged and those, 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 those teenagers who are confused and the young adults and so forth, we don't... We should care about all of them. This message is what will set them free. Amen? And it's been given to us that he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. That's our title. That's our job title. As though God were making his appeal through us. And we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Amen? Let's stand. Just close our eyes and bow our heads and I just pray here. Just if really just kind of a initially just a invitation that we would say. God, I I don't want to live for myself. I want to live for you. And you can say that as a Christian because recognize that when we have died in Christ, like in baptism, many times we, we, we have these resurrections too often. We resurrect ourselves. But that today... The invitation would be, say, the, you, even the call that, that we would say, or you would say, that I, I don't want to live for myself anymore. In whatever way that looks, whatever way I have lived for myself, Lord, I want to truly live for you. Whatever that looks like, you'll show me. But I recognize today that you died for me and so that I have given my faith, my, my life to you, therefore I would no longer live for me but for you. And if there be others who recognize they just, they need to be reconciled to God, haven't been walking with, with the Lord, says, God, I, I want to receive your forgiveness, your mercy, and I just want to give myself to you. And right where you're at, what is the Lord speaking to your heart? What is your response to him? And I don't have any soft music to play up here or anything right now. I, but I'm, I want to invite you, if the Lord's dealing with your heart, you're saying yes Lord, my life is yours, whatever that looks like. I'd like you to join me up here front in the front, and we'll close in prayer together. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to live for myself whatever it looks like to live for you. My life is yours.
My life is yours. All of my life is yours. The bread, your body. Anybody else? The wine, your blood. Not saying that you're in sin or anything like that. You just feel the Spirit of God just really moving on your heart. You just want to say, God, I just want to confirm here. I'm not ashamed. Just stand and say, my life is yours. You would just join us up here and say that. I'm not ashamed of that. Be the Lord of my life. As we sang earlier, be the Lord of my life. Be glorified, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just wait another minute and we'll pray. Bless your name. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Right where you're at, whether you're up front or not, just can you just close your eyes, lift your hands, lift your eyes, and uh, just just speak to the Lord right now. Just tell Him what's on your heart. Wherever it is, He hears you. Now, yeah, close. Let's, Lord, hear us, Lord. Hear our hearts, Lord. Hear our hearts, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just today stand in in the joy of knowing that you have sent your Son, that you chose not to count our sins against us, but you sent your Son to pay the penalty that was ours He came, He broke down that wall of separation between us and you. He built the bridge where we can come and be your children. We thank you, God, for that today. And that nothing can change that reality. That we are now the children of God for those who have put their faith and their trust in you. And we thank you, God. And so, Father, what other response can we have but to say that our life is yours? And we do so. And Father, for those who are, are, are in some different place right now and just thinking, I just thank you, God, for your love and your patience and your kindness. And I pray, God, for you, you would, would, would move and, and speak by your Holy Spirit to each one. I thank that you care about us right where we're at, as we are. You didn't expect us to become something first before, before you'd even listen to us, God. You, you, you receive us just as we are. And your grace is not without effect in our lives. And we just thank you, Lord. And so, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you might get glory out of our lives. 
that you might get glory out of uh, the, the work of, of, of God's people in this area, Lord Jesus. That you would set free the young children, Lord God, who are caught in, in, in difficult situations and, and confusion. We pray for the teenagers, God, who are, are being uh, drugged into a, like a social contagion, um, specifically of this gender ideology and LGBTQ things, Lord God, um, that, that, that seeks not to set them free but to put them in bondage and destroy them. Father, we pray for your, your love and your grace and your mercy upon each of these young people, Lord God, who are dealing with these issues, Lord. We don't, we don't stand in judgment of that. We, we are by nature sinful and, and, and we struggle with things and we all, uh, that's not anything new, Lord God. We, just, we pray, God, for the, the, the light of revelation of, of hope uh, for each one of them and for the college-age um, young adults who are, are out in, in the world and struggling in these kind of things and, and then young families, Lord. Lord Jesus, we, 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 uh, we're asking God for a, a breakthrough. And I pray especially, God, I, I pray right here in this body right here, I pray for an equipping of your Holy Spirit to come upon us, of grace, an equipping of, of mercy, an equipping of, of, of insight and wisdom, Lord God, as we, as we interact with the people around us, Lord Jesus, that the love of Christ might envelop everything in which we do and say and think, uh, Lord, as we engage with others around us, Lord, because we, we recognize that there's no one righteous, not even one. And that certainly includes us. And so, Father, we just we thank you. And we just commit ourselves to you. We lay our, uh, this area out before you, Lord, and, and trust you, God, for a great breakthrough, a great awakening and revival, Lord, of your church and um, driving out darkness as your light penetrates in great ways in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen.